the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Talk 910 KNEW San Francisco, this is Rob Black. Rob talks about your money every weekday, live and local, from 10 to noon. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Hour one, I had Steve Poisoner, insurance commissioner, on talking about what he would do as governor. That heated up things over the live blog. Live blog is at talk910.com, talk910.com. Now, if you want to call the show, you can call the show, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. We can talk about almost anything that's on your mind. We can talk about how to invest. We can talk about Halloween. We can talk about getting your kids into a 529 plan. Any financial topic, fair game. Fridays, I talk hockey with Dan Rusinowski and Shelly. Shelly Black. Talking about hockey. So some days I'm a little bit goofier than others. Some days I'm a little bit more tried and true. Like tonight, Apple reports earnings. And you betcha, I'm going to take care of you on that information tomorrow. Today, not so much. Tomorrow, for sure. They released their fourth quarter earnings after the market closes today. If you've never been on a conference call, I highly recommend you listen. Apple tends to be conservative in their estimates. What's that mean? They tend to underpromise and overdeliver. Underpromise and overdeliver. It's called UPOD. It's better than OPUD. I'd be overpromising and underdelivering. Wall Street doesn't like to be disappointed. Wall Street hates to be disappointed, to give you an idea. Now, we live in the Bay Area. One of the things I like doing is talking about the Bay Area. I grew up a big fan of Silicon Valley. I grew up a big fan of technology. And to this day, I'm still intrigued by it. I still go to Tom's Hardware. I still go to CNET. I still go to Sharky Extreme. And I study up on all the trends and in hardware. I try to stay on top of it. Gartner talks about... Gartner's a big research group, and they talk about spending on technology. IT spending is going to rebound in 2010 with 3.3% growth after the worst year ever in the IT industry. The worst year ever in IT cuts. Next year, it's going to be a a bounce-up, 3.3%. That's not that great of a bounce-up. You know, last year was an awful year in the stock market. This year, stocks are up 30, 35, 40, 45%, depending on which index you're looking at. Now, the IT industry is exiting its worst year ever, as worldwide IT spending is on pace to decline about 5.2%. So a 3.3% bounce, it's, it's a good, but it's, it's not great. The IT industry will return to growth in 2010. Spending forecasts total about $3.3 trillion. $3.3 trillion. That's the pie of technology. Intel gets a slice of it. Microsoft gets a slice of it. Apple gets a slice of it. Um, Texas Instruments gets their slice. And we, we pay attention to it. While IT spending is expected to increase next year, where it's going to be probably the strongest is businesses. It is not going to be the consumer. Now, the consumer has got some magic devices like the iPhone. There's no doubt about it. And things will slowly improve into 2010 to bleed over into the consumer side of it as well. But if I had to put money down, I'm going to look at companies that do business with other businesses before I look at companies that do businesses with consumers. 
So for instance, and this is just a for instance, I prefer Oracle and IBM over Best Buy. Best Buy is a play on technology. We go to Best Buy to buy goodies. Now, I'm not saying I'm not going to buy Best Buy. I'm just saying that's my preferential angle. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's go to Joe in Oakland. Joe? How's it going, Rob? Good. Um, okay, I work for the City of Oakland School District, and I'm, I just was going through the books and stuff, and just so far this school year, we've spent, spent $342,000 on replacement stuff like desks, toilets, sinks, you know, just random stuff like that. Okay. And, and I'm listening to the kids at school board meetings complain about not having money for books as they're tearing up books. They're tearing up stuff, and then they're complaining. Isn't that kind of an oxymoron? <laughs> Absolutely. So I was a kid that I, I treasured my school books because when I was a kid, Joe, we had to put a deposit on them and we always had to check them out and we had to return them in similar type condition. And I remember taking the, the brown paper bags from the grocery stores and, and actually covering my books so that it'd stay extra exactly. care. Exactly. And you're saying, we as, were, you're saying as we a teacher, for it. you're saying as a teacher now that there's no responsibility issues? Exactly. It's, you know, participation trophy is a perfect example. Nobody takes responsibility for anything. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at a $342,000 bill right now for stuff that could be prevented. What's the point of breaking stuff if you have nothing in the first place? I hear you. So thanks for the call. No problem. Good call. So I should have asked him how he would improve schools. Because it's a tough, it's a, it's a dilemma. You know, where I lived, the school... Um, Ratings are pretty high, but four miles up the road, they're pretty low. Five miles down the road, they're pretty high. It really differs, and again, I think a lot of us will say it, but we're afraid to say it out loud. How much of this is illegal immigration? How much of this is that English is a second language issue? It's tough to put a total finger on. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Let's go to Mike in San Francisco. Hey, Rob. Great show. Hey, um, I'm trying to figure out what the contribution limits are for IRAs for 2010. And when I look at some websites, they say it's indexed to inflation. I was wondering if you could explain that, and I'll take my uh, answer offline. Which which IRA are you looking at? Uh, Roth IRAs. And how much money do you make this year? I'm just over 100. Okay. That's where you may ultimately push yourself out. Do you have a spouse? Okay, and do they earn money, or is your 100 the combined? Uh, they, do, they do not earn money. Okay, thanks for the call. Um, 2010, you have to make under 167000 as a couple. So if you want to contribute to a Roth, so 167000 to 177000 is married filing jointly. For individuals, it would be one hundred five to 120000 For 2010, you can contribute $5,000 if you're over age 60. Over age 50 can contribute 6000 So 401k limits this year are 16500 Over age 50, it's 22000 So defined contribution plans are a little bit different. 49000 a defined contribution plan. Max considered compensation is 245000 Then there's SEP IRAs and 403Bs and other issues that will just confuse people. But I think I got you the answer that you're ultimately looking for. 800-345-5639. Now, in his 401k or his Roth IRA, they're great saving vehicles. They're fantastic saving vehicles. Something our Congress did right was the 401k. What I'd like to see them do, instead of mandatory health care, mandatory 401k. People wouldn't like that. 
Stock market's too volatile for people. People would make bad decisions, but I wish it were I wish it were more of a law. I really do. I think we need to get educated about retirement, and we don't do it. We put it off. We put it off. How many people do we know that die without a will? Because we keep putting it off. How many people do you know that die without saving enough money for their kids? Way too many. Puts the surviving spouse in a bad situation. With your savings right now, we're in a different world than we were 10, 15, 20 years ago. Back in the 80s, Japan was doing great. Japan hasn't done great now in 20 plus years. Now, the United States in the 90s, we were doing great. And in 2000s, we haven't done so good. So does it mean it's going to be 2020? Is it going to be the same 20 years that Japan's been waiting for things to get back? It could. There's a possibility that it could. Our states are so upside down, it's not good. Our unemployment's high, it's not good. Where we are in national debt versus 10 years ago, not good. Where do I advocate you put in some of your money? Overseas. You're going to have to do something. Keeping it in gold ain't going to do you any good because gold is, is massively underperforming inflation in the last 30 years. Does that mean it catches up to inflation? It could. So you got to do something with that money. And I think the best way to do it is max out the 401k because you give less money to the state and federal governments. Then if you max out the 401k, if you want to start a Roth IRA and after-tax dollars, that money will grow tax-deferred. And when it comes out in retirement, it's tax-free. That's good. They're two very separate issues. One lowers your taxable income, the 401k and traditional IRA. The other one, it's you already pay your taxes on it. So you, for every dollar you're investing in your 401k, you're only investing 60 or 65 or 70 cents in the IRA, in the Roth IRA. So they're two very separate issues. Two very separate issues. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. China's economy. I was talking about where do you invest your 401k. I think some of it goes into China. Whether you like it or not, whether you think the commies are good or bad, I think some of it goes in. Now, China's economy expanded more than 7% for the first nine months, and it's going to surpass the growth target of 8% because they still got a couple more months left, three months left to do that. China's due to release official third quarter economic data on Thursday. Now, no one really believes China. For instance, they consume a lot of metals, but they're not building the buildings with it. Like, where are they putting them? Stockpile. And what's that do? Does that real economic growth or does that mean they're stockpiling? Achieving a growth rate of 8% this year is basically no problem. I like India more than I like China. India is a little bit more honest than China. And all you had to do was see the movie Slumdog Millionaire and you know what's, what it's all about. It's about poor people working in tele, teleconference centers. Taking orders for Dell, taking orders for computer companies, taking orders for long distance companies. It's about middle class. It's about going from being a slum dog to being a middle class. It's not really about winning the million dollars. It's about middle classes. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. She want neo soul, cause hip hop is old. She don't want no rock and roll. She want platinum, ice and gold. She want a whole lot of sun to fall. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Let's go to a phone call. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Let's jump to Santa Clara and Caroline. Caroline? Hey, Rob. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. Doing well. Thanks for calling. 
Yeah, so my question is, I have I have some money. I've got $20,000 in cash. I, I'll max out on my retirement this year. I put some money into my into my kids' 529s. I'm just curious, at this time, would you put the money into the market or would you, you know, say invest it in your house? I'm thinking about doing some, some house projects. Um, I'm just not sure, you know, with the market's up a little bit, is it worth waiting for the market or would you put it into the house? Good questions. Very, very, very good questions. Let's talk to you a little bit more, Caroline, because I want to get a bigger picture. Are you married? Okay. Uh, no, but I have a partner. Okay. You could say that's complicated. Yeah. So, and I'm teasing. It's not complicated. It's oh, pretty oh. common in this day and age. Um, okay, so Caroline has a partner. And how old's your child? My kids are six and four. Six and four. Okay. Do you have a well? Yes. Okay, good. That's one thing you want to get. Um, do you have a job? I'm really fortunate. I have actually a great financial advisor, so I'm lucky. Um, do you have a job? I have a job. Okay, how much do you make? I make about 175 Okay, how about your spouse? Uh, well, it depends. Uh, sometimes she makes money, sometimes she, okay, <laughs> she's, so she's raising the kids right now. Okay, so. that's, that's totally good, totally good. Um, do you have disability insurance? Yes. Okay, good. You're doing good so far. Um, do you have a 401k? Uh, f- uh, 503b, yeah. And are you maxing that out? Yes. Good. Let's see. How much do you have? Uh, how old are you? I am 41. Isn't this a great job? I could ask a woman her age and she'll. You know, I know. I'm. Being, do I answer it truthfully? Yeah, I know. Is that? It's, it's fantastic. Um, partner close in age? Uh, yes. Okay. So, how much money do you have saved in the nest eggs the day you um, lose your job or quit or retire? Uh, we well, I, I mean, I think we've done pretty well. We've been, I, you know, I think good about saving. I, you know, I think in um, not including house, we probably have, I don't know, a million and a half. I guess that's pretty good. Yeah. And that's in stocks and bonds and Yeah, yeah. The two of us combined. Okay. You said you have a financial advisor. What's who's that and what's that all about? His name is Chad Burton. Okay. Chad's a good guy. Let's see, a million and a half. Chad Burton. Um and I, haven't asked... run, I haven't run it past past you know, past Chad. Just I, I'm 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 just curious. You know, I really would like to do some projects on the house, but um, projects in the house, yeah, Caroline, you're at the point where you have enough money that you can do projects in the house. Uh-huh. Projects in the house tend not to be great investments. Okay. Um, ultimately, let's say you decide to do a kitchen and you use light wood. I like dark wood. So when I come in to buy your house one day, I'm going to go, nope. Otherwise, I'm going to have to do, redo the whole kitchen. So kitchens don't hold very good value. Okay. Bathrooms, a little bit more of it's spa-oriented. Yeah. Um, roof, obviously get it done because you're protecting your investment. Yeah. Um, are you thinking about buying more real estate or just improvements on the home? No, not right now. Just just improving, I think. I think that we've come to the decision that we're probably going to be here for a while. Okay. Um, you know, just I, I think for what you know what we have and what we'd like to have, uh, you've just given up too much in, in property and yeah. actual space. Yeah. So I think we're here for the, for, for the long term. Okay. Um, so your question is home improvements? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. The question is home improvements or, or, or stock market. I always like stock market, Caroline, but okay. you know you have enough in the stock market that you can do the home improvements. If you're okay. looking for approval from me, abs- okay. absolutely. So Perfect. because because that's, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, you're you're looking at minimum of sixty to eighty thousand dollars of income until the day you die, off that million and a half. Okay. Um, and most people can do that if that's within your budget. Talk to Chad, and okay. you know that's within your budget. Uh, what I do, do I want you to save more? Yeah, you're 41. You're still very, very, very young. You could be working 10 years, 20 years, and that's a pretty good salary. So I think you're doing great, and I'd improve the house and go on vacation and pat yourself on the back. 
Okay, fantastic. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Thanks Rob. Yep. Bye-bye. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I guess if I were to throw out a little bit more color there, I'd say some life insurance on the high-income earner, Caroline, versus her partner, because the partner sometimes uh, has high income and some, or sometimes has income and sometimes doesn't, so it's not that important. And you can get a little bit in case partner gets hit by a bus, Caroline needs to take some time off to mourn, or Caroline needs to hire a nanny. So if she wants to stay at that high compensated uh, salary, so maybe some insurance on the, the lower income, um, a will, a, 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 a trust, you know, a million and a half is when you start thinking about getting a trust, titling the assets. You're in a complicated situation in the sense of, let's say both of you get hit by cars and who's going to take care of your kids? Who do the kids legally belong to? Um, if I'm reading the situation, right, we're talking about two gay women. And, you know, who are the parents and who do the, the kids go to in the will? And um, four and six is pretty young to be inheriting a million and a half dollars. So someone's going to have to oversee that money. So make sure you have that person set in, in place. Make sure you're very specific about how you want that money spent um, in, in lieu of you being there or not being there. So but everything she said, everything she threw at me, I think she answered good. So and I'm proud of her. I love seeing people, you know, succeed in life financially. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. The debate over health care reform. We keep talking about politicians adding this or taking away that or adding this or taking away that. One thing we don't really talk about is how is it going to affect Jen, the producer? How is it going to affect Heidi, the producer? How is it going to affect Rob, the, the radio dude? The details in us. And clearly we don't have all the details and they're not going to be realized for a few months. Key issues right now is for us to get into some categories. You know, some of the categories that we need to start thinking about, what are going to be market reforms? What are going to be the coverage guarantees? This is important. You know, I run a business, and part of the thing that I do is pay health care costs. I'm intrigued, to say the least, on what's going to be promised to me. Now, market reforms address how insurance companies operate. I think we could all agree that the insurance companies sometimes don't act in the best faith of you, the consumer. These changes are going to be dramatic. Under existing law, Insurers have the right to pick and choose their customers. A friend of mine passed away over the weekend. Heart disease. Woke up in the middle of the night, dead. Well, he didn't wake up dead, but you get the idea. Now, he was an obese man. He was heavy. And some insurance companies would say, sorry, dude. At your age, at your weight, no thank you. That's going to go away. Seeing what we're seeing as far as reform goes. People who have pre-existing conditions will still be able to get insurance. For instance, I had a mild case of sleep apnea. And I got my uvula taken out. Not my vulva, because I don't have a vulva. Uvula, that big gold punch bag in the back of your throat. Had that taken out. And that became a pre-existing medical condition. Because they, I could get denied insurance. Or I have to pay heavy insurance. My insurance cost twice yours because I had sleep apnea. People with sleep apnea sometimes kick over dead. So it's a sweeping change that touches everyone access. Charging sick people more. That could go away. There would be mandates in healthcare coverage. The flip side of, the, of you know, the access, there would be mandates. You have to buy insurance. How do you feel about that? Our government says, Jen, you make $13 an hour and now you have to buy insurance. You're still going to make $13 an hour, but you have to now buy insurance. Some people aren't going to like that. Now, all the proposals require that you buy health insurance or you pay a penalty. Maybe it's a tax. 
The amount of the penalty is a moving target at this point in time, so we don't really know what would probably amount to some percentage of the cost of the bare-bones coverage. Now, a lot of people have a teenage reaction to mandates. They don't like them. They don't like being told what to do. I don't want to be told what to do. Nuh-uh. But experts explain that mandates are necessary here because they would eliminate the inequity of today's system. Now, under existing law, you'd be able to choose not to spend money on health insurance without worrying that you can't get it. Why? Federal law demands that you get treated, regardless of whether you're insured or whether you can afford to pay for it. So the medical, the Emergency Medical Treatment and Active Labor Act it was passed way back in 1986. It says that you can't be refused treatment and or transferred to a facility where you would be in an unstable medical condition while they did that. As a result, people who are not insured, they merely wait until their condition is bad enough. They go to an emergency room, emergency room and they get treated for free. So that is a huge cost on taxpayers. And that law is also why debates are tied towards whether illegal immigrants should get health coverage under the law. And they're, they're spurious debates. They're angry debates. They would get health care insurance under the current system that's being proposed. It's a matter of whether they get the coverage through an insurance program or through emergency rooms as they do now. We're compassionate society in theory. So we've already decided that when people are dying on the street, we'll take care of them. There'd be coverage changes. Now, this is where the mandate to buy coverage would become very important for you to pay attention to. Current proposals right now provide very few details. All policies would provide hospital physician preventative care. Young people would be able to buy a bare bones policy called the Young and Invincible Plan. I know, isn't that funny? It would have high deductibles, it would have low premiums, but it would cover major medical. Now, the amount that you have to pay for such things as co-payments deductibles, it would be capped under what's being proposed by Congress at this point in time. Under current proposals, the most a family would have to spend would be about $11,900 annually. Do you have an extra 11900 Now, after that, all costs would be covered, regardless of the restriction of your plan. Individual caps would be half as much as 11900 So the biggest it can go on an individual would be roughly $5,500, uh, $5,750, I think, um, in that ballpark. Now, consumers would be able to choose from a group of standardized policies, some of which would offer lower premiums but higher deductibles. Other policies would offer high-end coverage but at a higher monthly cost. Subsidies would be provided to people who cannot afford insurance premiums. So I'm just trying to give you a little idea of what you might be expecting out there. You, the average Joe who works at Starbucks, would have to kick out almost $6,000 a year to get insurance. Or, no, 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 up to $6,000 to get insurance. As a family, maybe up to $12,000. And there's a big balancing act right now in the legislation and what's coming out of it and what's not. We don't have all the details. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in there. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Gold. I'm going to talk about gold in just a moment. A lot of people have a lot of bad information about it. Did you know that gold is at a record high, but it's still 53% below where it would have been in 1980 if you adjusted it for inflation? Is that a good investment? Nope. 
Let's go to Jeff in Alameda. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Jeff? Hey, Rob. How you doing? Doing okay. How about yourself? Good weekend? Um, it was all right. My wife was out of town, so it was a little, uh, a little lonely. A little boy's but, time or no? Excuse me? Did you do a little boy's time? Um, no, it was just, uh, my, it was my daughter's 16th uh, birthday, so I had to make sure I was home. Okay. Um, just making sure nothing. <laughs> How scary is a 16-year-old daughter? Um, um, my daughter's real scary. She's tall like her mom, yeah. and she's uh, kind of stunning, and she looks like she's 18. Do you have a gun? I have many of them. <laughs> Keep the boys away, right? <laughs> yeah, I have a shotgun for that, yes. So, good man, good man. So uh, what's your question? Anyway. Well, I'm one of those guys who uh, wasted away in my 30s, um, didn't start, uh, you know, started a family in mid-30s, finally started saving in, in my 40s, which is way behind the eight ball. The eight ball. And um, I became a consultant in 2005, and I've been, I've been making a lot of money um, since then, and, I, and I just, I've been packing it all away um, and using, you know, myself as a, my own corporation to, you know, maybe save 30000 35000 into my 401k. And so finally, um, this year, I finally got smart and I, and I, and I consolidated all my, you know, as per what you guys recommend, uh, consolidated all my um, outstanding 401ks and, and also got a financial planner. Um, I just have to sign the, the dotted line for my will and my, my living trust. Um, but um, we, had a, we had a thing with my financial planner the other day, and um, I have like $10,000 in cash, and he wanted to see it more like $25,000 in cash. And, you know, my feeling is... Um, you know, geez, I'd rather put that money into my SEP 401k this year rather than having cash. So he suggested a CD ladder, possibly. Okay. And I looked at the CD stuff, and what I still, I mean, you know, to me, CD ladders. I don't know if it's, I don't know if I should put money in cash. I guess is my question. Um, and if I do, is a CD ladder a good uh, way to go? And if I do that, would I do like a one-year, two-year, three-year, four-year, five-year thing like they suggest, or would I go shorter term? Good question. And let me throw out. A couple issues. Uh, Jeff, let me you know, run down some of your, your data. How old are you? I'm um, <clears throat> 50, 58. And how much do you have saved? Um, total assets? Yeah, not, not the house. Um, let's see, I have, um, I, got a, in fact, I called up everything before I got you on the phone. I have like uh, um, $500,000 in uh, mutual funds okay. and um, the IRA and you know, all that kind of stuff. So you're getting there. Now, do you have a budget? Yeah, yes, we do. Um, we're we're able to live off my wife's salary. My okay. wife's ten years younger than me, so um, she'll work, you know, for the next while. And she's making good money. She works in the healthcare field, um, in the administrative um, um, portion of it. And so she, uh, we can actually live, we can actually live off her salary. We don't own anything on the house. We have zero debt. So any of the um, any of our day to day, you know, expenditures is, is basically for food. Um, and um, don't do very much entertainment. Okay. You, you know, we're pretty boring people, I guess. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Um, so how safe is the uh, wife's job? Hospital administration, is that pretty safe? She, she's in management for one of the local hospitals here. So um, um, I would say it's about as safe as you can get. Okay, okay, that's interesting because I don't hear that all that often. So in you, your income, why no income? Do you have income? Where are you at? Um, well, I'm a consultant, and um, okay. like the last few years, I've been making. I, I don't work full time, but I've been making probably say 150 thousand dollars a year. Okay. And um, I just finished my last project um, just just last week, so I'm off. Um, but I'm, I'm expected to get another twenty thousand dollars this year for that. 
uh, got all my taxes uh, paid. I, I'm um, owe eleven thousand coming in um, in um, in um, January, and that should cover both my wife and myself. So um, I have I have another fourteen thousand in in my bank um, that I want to put somewhere, either in the CDs or put it to my SEP IRA. So far this year, I've saved uh, fifteen thousand into my SEP IRA. Um, and so, like I said, I'm, I have another fifteen in the bank. Jeff, counting my savings. Jeff, and you can live off. In. You can live off your spouse's income, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Easy. When you have that scenario, you want to put less in cash or even in the CDs. When there's that chance that if you were using your consulting money, then you would want to put more in cash because the consulting jobs kind of ebb and flow. They don't always come in when you want them to. And then there's the big tax consequence that you have to pay the IRS and scenarios like that. So I would say I'm comfortable with two months of living expenses as your cash amount. Mm-hmm. Um I'm comfortable if you want to use that in short-term CDs. I'm comfortable with it being in a money market. I'm comfortable with it being in a Fidelity Ginny May fund if you're looking for a better yield than cash CDs. But the more yield you get, the less liquid it is. So you really want to be careful with that. So I would say, you know, if you wanted to appease your uh, financial planner, maybe you do two months purely in a money market cash type account and maybe three months of salary in a Fidelity Ginny May. Something along those lines is where I would go. Um, I don't know why your guy's being so conservative. You're a little bit older. I can understand the conservative nature. You really can't uh, wait for the, if the stock market were to go down 25% from here, your 500000 would be hit. You'd be down to 400000 Would that be enough to live off? Probably not. So the wife might have to work an extra 10 years or something along those lines. He doesn't want to, you know, he's, he's being conservative. So I don't have any problem with two to six months in cash. The more conservative that you want to be based on how comfortable you are with your wife working, if she's willing to work for another 15 years, I'd be really, really aggressive and go two months cash. If she's willing to work five more years, I'd go six months cash. So give yourself more time to recover from any market scenario in housing or stocks or bonds that could negatively impact you. Um, you know, I have a, um, a current asset mix, and uh, this is interesting because um, – he gave me a suggested asset mix, and basically um, the, the biggest thing that I see is, is right now I have a three and three um, percent in, in um, um, international stocks, and he wanted uh, the suggested goes up to ten percent, and then also the bonds. Um, but this is what's strange to me is the bonds go from fifteen to forty, um, which I think are the biggest. Two, uh, oh, then um, large cap stocks goes from fifty five percent to thirty percent. And, and those are the biggest adjustments. Um, so, what do you think about that? I mean, is that oh, then cash equivalents goes from seventeen percent in the current to zero. Um, I like the thing because when I looked at this, it looked like more as you were talking, trying to get more into international stocks. Um, but I'm not sure about the bonds and um, and um, the other things that I mentioned, like the large cap stocks. I can't do a whole plan for you because. I don't know enough information about you, Jeff. Are you asking for more large cap? Are you asking for more international? I can give you a good second opinion. What are you asking for specifically? Well, I, I guess um, you know uh, I'm lowering my large cap. Is that good? I'm going um, into my inter- I'm going higher into international. Is that good? And then um, I'm moving I'm, I'm moving more into bonds. Is, is that, that is that because he's conservative and he wants um, you know he wants to. Kind of get it out of the stock market a little bit. Are you, more. are you doing individual bonds? Or are you doing bond funds? 
it just you know I'm 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 learning through you, Rob. No, no, <laughs> I listen to you about every day. Are you in like a Fidelity bond fund? Or are you in a California bond? You know, it just says bonds. Then it has bonds, municipal bonds, you know, high yield bonds. So, uh, but these are questions I should ask. Then I guess. Yeah, probably a good idea. And I have no problem with more international. With international, you need to have a ten-year time horizon. Uh, with bonds, I prefer if you go with individual bonds. Hopefully, he's a financial planner that can help you with that uh, because I'm not crazy about bond funds. Something you want to look for is what type of funds does he put you in. If he's putting you into the American funds, I'm not a big fan of that mutual fund family um, in large part because it's got a pretty big high front end load. So you got to figure out and talk to him about this and say, what are you charging me? What are the front end loads? What are the management costs? Take your time. If he offers you something to read, read it. Um, really get up to speed on what, on what you're signing on the dotted line about. Thanks for the call. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Heidi, my wonder producer, threw something in front of me. Obama and pot. The Obama administration delivered new guidelines on medical marijuana to federal prosecutors, signaling a broad policy shift that will mean fewer crackdowns against dispensaries and people who use them. Attorney General Eric Holder, he instructed government lawyers that in 14 states where medical marijuana is legal, that federal prosecutors should only focus on cases involving higher-level drug traffickers or people who use the state laws as a cover story. Quote, came out of the administration, it will not be a priority to use federal resources to prosecute patients with serious illness or their caregivers who are compliant within state laws of medical marijuana. In Monday's memo, first reported by Associated Press, authorities make clear that in states with medical marijuana laws that federal prosecutors should train their aim on bigger cases involving violence, money laundering, sales to juveniles, and unlawful use of firearms. I can't get much out of that story. As much as I try and want, should we legalize marijuana? We don't know the ramifications. I can tell you that there would be health care ramifications. I'm not worried about pot being a, a gateway drug to harder drugs. I'm not worried about that. I'm saying that there would be some financial ramifications on the health care system. Gold. Talked about this in the last break. I didn't actually quite get to it. Gold has rallied. And it's still 53% the 1980 inflation-adjusted peak. Now, keep in mind that Glenn Beck recommends gold, and his show's on right after mine. Keep in mind, every radio show under the, under the moon recommends gold, because typically the companies that mint the gold have huge markups, and they could talk about fear and sell fear. Is gold a good investment? No. Gold does not have a job. Gold does not kick off earnings. Gold is a hard asset that's good for a weakening currency play on the dollar. Gold's great right now if you're an American. Gold's awful right now if you're a European. The strong euro has hurt them. So it's a play off the weaker dollar. Some people think the dollar can get 20% lower. I think that would be really, really stretching it. I think the easy money in gold has been made in the last eight years. And keep in mind, when you adjust for inflation, gold's not doing that good. Still 53% below the all-time adjusted peak high of 1980. Now, gold rose 19% this year. It's not bad. Stock market's up 35%. Now, consumer prices almost tripled in the past three decades, eroding the metal's value. 
consumer prices, what we're able to get for a bang for a buck is the problem. Bouillon hasn't kept pace with the cost of bread. It hasn't kept pace with the fuel. It hasn't kept pace with medical uh, care. If you had invested in those areas, you would have done very, very well. Gold would need to rise six-fold from these levels to break the 1980 record using a more accurate and just in, in for inflation kind of number. If methodologies of measuring inflation in 1980 had been kept intact, gold would have to hit $7,100.50 to be the equivalent of the 1980 record. So gold ain't all that. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. There's a new website out there that is starting to get a little play. And it's tied towards venture capitalists. And they're trying to use the internet to disrupt traditional businesses. A lot of people have learned that the internet's good at finding out the price of a car. Whereas before you were like, I don't know what the price of a new car is. You'd walk right into the dealership and trust them. Venture capitalists love to use the internet to disrupt traditional businesses. But surely by now, no business is left undisturbed. Now, Andy Reklaff a founder of Silicon Valley's Benchmark Capital. He thinks he's found a big area where the internet hasn't really gotten into, the $10 trillion market that has not seen a lot of innovation. What is it? What is it? What is it? It's the mutual fund industry. Some Valley heavyweights, they've joined Ratcliffe in his bid to rock the world. Netscape co-founder Mark Andreessen, Hewlett Packard executive Ben Horowitz, OpenTable CEO Jeff Jordan. You do you use OpenTable? I used to use OpenTable more than I do now. It's good as far as getting a reservation, but... For some reason, I guess I'm not going out as much. Now, the steam of venture capitalists, they think that mutual funds uh, should be revised as far as what investors see, what the holdings are on a quarterly basis. And the funds also charge all sorts of hidden fees that maybe we should know. The Internet's famous for bringing transparency. So the website is Kaching, K-A-C-H-I-N-G.com. It's a startup, and so far it's, it's doing okay. It's been around 18 months. It's got 400,000 users. It's got a Facebook application. The company offers up a website that any investor can use for free. And the investors are sometimes professionals, sometimes amateurs. They can state their philosophy. They can you know, show their stock picks. Any other investor can log on to the site and see what the geniuses are picking. But if you decided you like one of them, you can plunk your money down, say $3,000, and you can work with them. Every time the genius makes a trade, you make the same trade. It's an interesting idea. Now, there's other similar ideas out there like Covester and Cake Financial and Personal IRA. Personal, uh, not IRA, they're dyslexic. RIA, registeredinvestmentadvisor.com. So they've tried it before, but they haven't really persuaded people to throw, put up or shut up, so to speak. So anyway, that website is kaching.com. Let's go to Ken in Antioch, 800-345-5639. Ken? Hey, Rob, how are you doing? Hey, Good. Good. Hey, I want to let you know, I really, I liked your show a lot. I pers- purposely turned in to listen to you because I respect your opinion, how you put it. But I do want to question you on something. You know, um, when I do listen to you, it's because I do believe that you are very knowledgeable on all things financial, perhaps expert in many areas. So I do appreciate that. But I want to question you on your opinion you gave on that you don't believe that marijuana is a gateway drug. And the reason I said it is I don't know you to be a, a drug addict or a recovering drug addict. So I, I don't mean to be too picky with you, but I, I think you're giving your opinion where maybe it could be dangerous. It would be like a drug addict giving stock advice. 
Okay, wait, wait. Go do that probably. Ken, actually what I said is I don't really have an opinion if it's a gateway drug or not. Oh, I, I thought you said that you didn't think it was a gateway drug. Um, no, I, I think for some people it probably is, and for some people it probably isn't. I think, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll buy that, I, but I'm pretty sure you said you didn't think it was. Uh, my bad if I did. Yeah, What's your opinion, huh? Ken? Oh, I completely think it's a gateway drug. Gateway to harder drugs? Sure. It's okay, I'm I just, I'm, I'm asking gateway to addiction, gateway to LSD. Gateway to harder drugs, not, not a doubt. It's, uh, you know, it's the same as some kid that, you know, saves his paper out money, and all of a sudden he buys some stock for 10 bucks, and next year it's worth 20 bucks. He's got a taste of it. He can now see how to make money with money. Okay. The kid, same way. He's smoking marijuana, getting high. Hey, that feels good. That feels different. So I wonder what this one will do for me, too. How about alcohol, Ken? Oh, I completely agree. Alcohol, you know what? Alcohol just happens to be legal in our society. Yeah, I, th- I think alcohol probably ruins more lives and marriages than marijuana. I would completely agree with that. Yeah. Okay. So but they're both. You know. I. You know what? I think God gave us enough to enjoy life as it is. I'm with you on that, Ken. Appreciate it. It's pretty sweet. And anytime anyone wants to call in and disagree with me, I'm not going to bite your head off. And of if course, I if I misspoke, yeah. Steve, if I misspoke, Ken, I misspoke, and I apologize. No problem, brother. Hey, man. Like I said, I love your show. I never bother calling into a radio show because I think. Most of them are just doing it to get ratings, and I don't know what they're doing it for. Make a buck, but I, th- you know, I happen to think that you have some sincerity with you. So Appreciate that, them. and you're absolutely right. Every radio show is all about making a buck, and this one is too. If I don't make a buck, we lose Jen as a producer. If I don't make a buck after that, we lose Heidi. If I don't make a buck after that, I'm gone, and I'm replaced by a clapping monkey. Radio is famous for clapping monkeys. Now, Wall Street, major banks, and securities companies. This is fantastic. I sat with Teresa Stachio on Friday, and she goes, again, I'm, I'm the whipping boy on, on television. I do a television show on Channel 4 Cron. I'm a whipping boy. I'm, I'm like the capitalist pig. Like, let's, let's beat him up. And basically, Wall Street is on pace to pay their employees about $140 billion this year, which is a record high that shows compensation is rebounding despite regulatory scrutiny. Workers at 23 top investment banks, hedge funds, asset managers, and stock and commodities exchanges can expect to earn even more than they did in the peak year of 2007. Whoa. So we only had one year, 2008, where we controlled the cost. Total compensation benefits for publicly traded companies set to increase 20% from last year's $117 billion to top 2007's $130 billion. This year, employees at companies will earn an estimated $143,000 on average. Now, that's up from about $2,000 from 2007 levels. That's not a lot of money for New York. $143,000? You're basically upper middle class. You might even be middle class at that point. But I throw it out there for you. Fewer players, more people. Same deals getting done. It's interesting to watch. Which calls in the air. It's 800 345 If you want to wait 22 hours until tomorrow, I'm cool with that. Call now. 800-345-5639. If you want to wait, listen to the show, podcast, re-listen to today's genius Steve Poisner interview I did. You can go to talk910.com, talk910.com. If you don't do that, I'll talk to you in 22 hours. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.